You might not see me, but I'm on the scene. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all you jesters and jestettes. I'm so happy you could make it to the show. Ah, today is a great day to be alive. We got a whole bunch of shit going for us, man. Every day, just... It's kind of a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, an overused uh, sediment, but... Man, for real. Count your blessings, man. Don't... Don't... Don't look at other people. Don't think about what you don't have. Think about what you do have. Be grateful for what you have. Man, don't... Don't always want more. Be... Be, be allow if I could fucking talk. Allow yourself to be satisfied, man. Be like, yeah, you know what? That's good. I did a good fucking job. Congratulate yourself. Don't be pompous, but know that you can do what you can gotta do to fucking get through this life, man. Ugh. So now that we're gonna be move beyond that uh, mm, self help bullshit. Mm, excuse me. I guess you can't really call it bullshit, but it's because shit. In order to make, in order to be happy, you have to be able to be grateful for what you have, and not not always be wanting more. So uh, let's start this up first. Let's get this UFC started. Hey everyone, we're going to get to up first in just a second. Right now though, I want to ask you just to think about what NPR means to you. From the pandemic, to the election, to... <laughs> Do you really want me to tell you what NPR means to me? NPR is a fucking propaganda machine. They get That takes money from the people so they can... Lie to the people, man. Stop, stop pretending that you're you're better. You stop, stop. You're being fucking stupid. You're a fucking ass. Y'all are fucking assholes. Everything else we have been through so much together this year, and now public radio needs your support more than ever. Please go to donate.npr.org. Fuck yourself. I wouldn't give you shit. Make your year-end contribution. Well, that's why, because you kind of helped me out by. Station. And also your community. Well, I guess supposing well, you would be somebody else. Giving you all Fucking the information lying. you need to know about what's happening in your world. We really appreciate it. Fuck you. It has begun. The UK started giving people a COVID-19 vaccine today. How long till everyone there gets their chance? And how could trade negotiations between the UK and the EU potentially impact the transport of doses? I'm Noelle King here with David Green, and this is Up First from NPR News. Hospitals here in the U.S. are under a huge amount of stress. Bullshit. New data from individual hospitals across the country shows that many are full or filling up. When we're thinking about how serious we should be taking this crisis, this open data release... I don't think we should be taking it fucking seriously at all, because y'all are fucking lying to motherfuckers. counties are hardest hit. Also, President-elect Joe Biden plans to nominate retired General Lloyd Austin as his Secretary of Defense. Who is he, and why does Biden think he's the right person for the job? Stay with us. We have the news you Right, because his, of his skin color. Doesn't matter what else he's done in life. If his skin color is the right color, he's the right person for the job. That's fucking racism. It doesn't matter. Jesus fucking Christ. Searches various sites for shoppers. What's in your wallet? More at CapitalOneShopping.com. 
Support also comes from Simply Safe. If something security, happens to someone wants to stay safe at home, specifically Simply based safe on their skin color, that protection. is racism. You are being biased because of that one fact. Yeah, as the greatest scamdemic ever played upon man. Because of you motherfuckers. And we have NPR's London correspondent Frank Langfit uh, on the line with us. Hi, Frank. Hey, good morning, David. All right, so the UK, the first country to approve the Pfizer vaccine, now <laughs> distributing it. The first dose actually came out this morning. It was given at about 6.30 uh, UK time. Uh, in the English city of Coventry. And here's what it sounded like. Okay. Okay. Has anybody looked at what Pfizer has actually done? All these criminal fucking, all the criminal behavior of fucking Pfizer? Yeah, let's trust this motherfucker. To receive it was, in fact, a man named William Shakespeare, 81 years old, uh, and British social media referring to it as the taming of the flu. Um, but, uh, <laughs> of, uh, Fuck you. I think, you know, a lot of expectation and some excitement here. These are the first of about 800,000 doses that are going to be coming here, uh, being distributed in the, la- in the next few weeks. And the first people to get it are going to be people exactly like Keenan and Shakespeare, who are over 80, already in the hospital, or coming in for outpatient treatment. The rest will then begin to move to frontline health workers as well. And the reason for this, David, is, as we've been talking about uh, in the last I, week, is... I'm, I'm anxious to see to what's going to fucking happen. Vaccine. It's fucking bullshit. Because you know, so oh man, this, this is it's all bullshit. To be this to vaccine was thrown together so goddamn fast. Everything so was done so goddamn fast. Man, fuck that. Fuck that. It's got to make you think. What the fuck is really going on, man? has to be some symbolism that Go Shakespeare gets a vaccine. I don't even know what it is, but it has to be significant somehow. It's hard, hard to imagine that was an accident, David. Yeah. Someone obviously would have recognized the name. I, I got chills listening to that applause. I mean, what what a moment. <laughs> so God, stop being so fucking dramatic. numbers in the UK, they've been bad. You've gone through some really horrible, deadly times there. What is the situation now, and when could the vaccine actually have an impact? Yeah, you're right. I mean, this is still we'll the, the highest death toll in Europe, and numbers are down. We had a lockdown oh, for about a month in England, Christ. and they're now down to about 14,000 cases a day, way down. But there's a fear of a post-Christmas surge, of course, because people will be going to see each other. Of course and there is. There have been people Man, Jesus. People they want, they want to scare the shit out of you as long as they motherfucking can. Because without fear, there is no control. Fucking understand that. 21 days apart. And the government and other people I've been talking to think maybe, maybe if you're afraid. Corner, uh, late spring, you're easily spring controlled. And we should say, I mean, there's this fucking how it works. Deal that the prime minister is trying to work out with the EU this week. Isn't that very related to how difficult it's going to be to get this vaccine into the UK? Well, I mean, the concern is if there's a no-deal Brexit and you have tariffs and customs at the border could slow down transportation out of Belgium where this is being manufactured, but there's talk also of bringing the army in if they have to to airlift it in here. All right, lots to follow. Um, Gotta bring the army. London, Frank, thank you so much. Great to talk, David. Let's turn up to the pandemic here in the United States. The Department of Health and Human Services has released data showing starkly just how badly COVID-19 is stressing hospitals in the country. Yeah, this data is really important. HHS has released COVID-19 data from hospitals before, but this again, is the first time that it's done it was so lies. So, many individual so let's, hospitals. let's let's believe everything, man. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Good morning.
So what are you saying as you look through this? Yeah, well, the data really I don't know why I keep expecting shit to change because they're always going to fucking lie to you. Because you can't control people if you don't scare them. Without fear, there is no control. Remember that. The thing is, fear isn't real. Fear is a set of fucking shit that you make up in your head. A set of events that you make up in your head. Just create in your head. Fear isn't real. So there's danger is real. Fear is fake. Fear there's a hospital with 250 right. beds and one with 31 beds. Don't let fear guide capacity this past direct your life. Let it guide your life. And, and you steer you know, into fear because be fear isn't real. So closely from the very beginning to make sure hospitals have enough fear isn't real. Why are we only seeing this kind of data now? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I mean, HHS has been collecting this hospital by hospital data since mid-July and they've been sharing it internally but not publicly. Yeah, and and internally so they can make sure their story matches up. Data. And they're <laughs> criticized for that. You, you know, researchers cunts. have been saying it's super Go important to know what's yourself. going on locally. HHS says they decided to release the data now because COVID hospitalizations have increased so much in the past two months. And they say they now think that the people who are responding to the crisis need this information. That's bullshit. And the public does too. So now, with this release, anyone with a computer and internet access can go to healthdata.gov and see the situation at their local hospitals and other ones around, around the country. I don't think that you're very good at lying. Yeah, public health experts have been pushing for more data to be released, and they say it's really something to celebrate. Here's Ryan Pinchot's from He co-founded the fuck website you. COVID Exit Strategy. Let's celebrate Our that we're scaring the fuck out of everybody so just so we can control them. So you, you know, tell them what the fuck to do. So go fuck yourself with that this bullshit. Data release is helping provide the data that's needed to help people make the right decisions. These are decisions like whether local <laughs> officials should be imposing mask mandates or stay-at-home orders in their areas to avoid overwhelming hospitals. And for individuals, it could even help them decide to cancel holiday gatherings or stay at home feeling well. And this hospital data is really important, and it's been the missing piece of public data for a lot of the pandemic. Sorry, guys. About the trinity of the big case data and hospitalizations and deaths, and these are three numbers that give a clear sense of what oh, the situation looks me. like in a given place. So is this data going to be updated pretty often? Yeah, well, they expect to actually post a new data set every Monday, so you can keep track of how your local hospital is doing every week. And I wanted to also mention that HHS stressed that they don't want this to discourage people from going to the hospital if they need to. They say if you're sick, you should still absolutely seek care. All right, very important news there. Health reporter Ping Huang. Ping, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, we turn now to President-elect Joe Biden, who is expected to nominate retired four-star General Lloyd Austin as his defense secretary. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I just really had to call oh, Get that out there. And they didn't want to miss what they were saying. Woo! Okay, let's get this going again. God damn it. If he's confirmed, General Austin would be the first black American to lead the Pentagon. He's also I told a man you, with a very long skin color. And let's talk about this choice with NPR White House correspondent Franco Ordonez, who is here. Hi, Franco. Hi, David. So what should we know about General Austin? 
Well, you know, as you guys mentioned, he would be the first African-American to serve in the role. He retired in 2016 after more than four decades in the military. He had risen to be the former commander of U.S. Central Command, which, of course, is in charge of all military operations in the Middle East. Before that, he was the top commander in Iraq. You know, he's not so well known as he's largely remained out of the limelight, but he has testified before Congress a bunch. He's from Mobile, Alabama, and graduated from Mobile. West Point. When no, he no. retired, you know, then-President Obama <laughs> said General Austin, quote, had the character and competence that exemplify what America demands of its military leaders. Franco, I want to ask you about this choice of defense secretary in particular, because usually defense secretaries who come out of the military have been retired from duty for longer than Austin has, right? Yeah, that's right. By law, it's actually supposed to be seven years before serving as defense secretary. He's been out about four. He's only one of... Oh, wait, 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 wait the fuck up! How can you just, how can you just fucking breeze past that? By law, it has to be seven years. He's only been doing it for, he's only been out for four years, but because Joe Biden said so? Go fuck yourself! I mean, he's certainly considering other people, right? Yeah, I mean, a source familiar with the president-elect's reasoning told me that Biden came to trust General Austin during their time together and, frankly, situation <laughs> briefings when Biden was vice president. But because of his skin Austin color, they're going to bend Central the rule, which Biden, is, again, I racism. Appreciated that Austin Go fuck yourself. The human cost Jesus of fucking Christ. How does it, mm. Austin emerged as the leading But it's okay for Joe Biden to break the law. So go fuck but, yourself. You know, to be clear, Biden is also <laughs> a lot of pressure to make his cabinet diverse. See? This is diverse. that pledge. Biden said he wants his cabinet to look like America. If he chooses a woman just because Biden, she has a fucking vagina, that's sexism. Hispanic caucus to choose specific candidates from specific backgrounds. You know, yesterday's announcement was another example of that. Biden said he's picking Javier Becerra, the former California attorney general, who is a son of an immigrant from Mexico to be his health and human services secretary. May know the Austin selection just came out last night, so not a ton of time for reaction yet, but what, what are we expecting the reaction to be? No, not a ton, but, you know, General Austin is very well regarded among his colleagues. Former military officials have called him an extraordinary leader and a towering figure. But, you know, we're hearing they're also expressing some concern that he's a general and some would rather see civilian control. And they don't want the congressional waiver to become the new norm. And that could frankly be an issue for some members of Congress as well. Austin has a lot to deal with as soon as he gets into this job if he's confirmed, doesn't he? You know, it's certainly a different situation than it was during the Obama years when troops surged to around 100,000 in Afghanistan. The numbers are expected to drop to about 2,500 by January. Biden has said he wants to keep just a few thousand. As vice president, yeah, after he was reluctant Trump removed to support the some increases brought, in troop levels. Brought, and it's unclear them from what Austin's recommendations will be on this front. What are we going to do? Franco Rodonez. Franco, thank you so much. Thank you. That is our first for Tuesday, December eighth. Oh my God! This. So what did we learn today? That with Trump in in office for four years, they're trying every goddamn thing they can do to impeach him, but they can't fucking put anything on him. And fucking, they just said on the fucking national public motherfucking radio that Joe Biden is gonna break the law. 
This it's not an important law, but it's a fucking law. It's there for a goddamn reason. I don't know what the fuck the reason is, but it's fucking there. And he's gonna fucking do it just because he fucking can? The fuck is that bullshit, man? Fucking wake the fuck up and see what the fuck's going on. They're fucking playing y'all, man. Remember, rate, subscribe, share, fucking smoke weed every goddamn day and make shit happen. Deuces.